This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you. Yeah, you. You, the one I'm talking to right now. You. You, because you, hopefully, support our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who. Our Patreon, where every <laughs> Sunday... Look at me. You get an entire another episode of this very podcast. Yes, you get me and Maureen all over <laughs> again, because you become a member of what we call the Town Watch. If you give it the 5 or $10 a month level, that $10 a month level also gets you a sticker in the mail, because you become... A member of the Says Who Sticker Club. <laughs> and right now I'm going to just, I'm going to break this down. I'm going to break my script here with a special message to people that give it the $5 a month level. $10 a month level people, we mail you things every month. $5 a month people, you get a sticker when you first sign up. But it would behoove you to make sure that your home address or your mailing address is currently updated in the Patreon, because perhaps oh, there's an end-of-year gift that might head your way if we can output a mailing address. That is secret message to the $5 a month people. $10 a month people, if you're getting stickers, we're good to go. That's all. Patreon.com slash says who. Dan. Maureen. Today's the 7th of December. It is. 20 days from now, Nine Liars comes out. 20 exact days. Dan, we'll get into it later, but just right now, you guys, the first box of books has arrived at my house. Yep. She's a chunky miss, is Nine Liars. I've, she's big. I like it. She's a nice piece of book. Okay. Like, there's a lot there. It's, it's the, I think it's the longest one I've ever written. Well, that's fun. And also, I've got to say, now that I've actually seen it printed, the cover turned out amazing. A little fall color thing going on with it. It's nice. Just the just the actual um, the way they've, I don't know. It's really nice. Well, that's um, good. Also, it just, not for nothing, I pub, an email from my publicist just came in. Oh, good. Let's, I think, uh, let's see here. Oh, it's one of BuzzFeed's best books of December. That's nice. Well, that's fun. Um. Fans of Truly Devious series are in for a serious treat with the fifth installment, which is unquestionably my favorite one since the Killer series opener. Wow. Edge of your seat mystery. You'll be clamoring for it. That's nice. Thanks, BuzzFeed. So there's that. So you pre-order it. You get a you get a printable if you want to give it as a gift. If you submit your receipt, you can get that cool metallic axe bookmark. Uh, if you order from Blue Stockings Collective, you can get a signed copy. It's all happening, Dan, and I've got it all under control. You're doing you're doing great. I feel great. You, considering everything, you are doing great. <laughs> so you guys. If you want to give it as a gift, you can. I love you all. Okay, bye, books. So listen, people, you should buy Maureen's book. You should go to your local independent bookstore and buy Maureen's book. You should go to Blue Stockings Online and order a signed copy of Maureen's book. But also, you may have other books that you need to buy. What? This holiday season. I guess that's fair. You know, you might have somebody that is a younger reader. You might have somebody that only reads books about whales. Who knows? Why not go to kickbezosintheballs.org, our own little online bookshop, 
where you can do your online holiday book shopping away from that big giant online company. Kickbezosintheballs.org. Go ahead and do that thing. And while you're buying things online, swing on over to merch.saysupodcast.com. We have stuff. Hello? Wow! Stacy! Oh, God. Stacy, is that you? What? What are you calling me for, Stacy? It is 9 a.m., Rudy, at. Yep. Yep. What's up, Stevesy? You in jail yet? No, I'm not in jail, Rudy. Alright, I'm not either yet. That's that's another thing we got in common. What do you want? Is you the one that called me, Stevesy? You no. tell me. No, you called me. Yes, I did. I got a lot. Of I got, I got like two, three phones here, Stacy. Which one did I call you on? What? I got a bunch of phones, Stacy. I got, I got this one. I got that one. I got this one over here. I got what one you... on the shelf over there. I got like two or three on the floor. I dropped one in the toilet. What are you doing with did all I these phones? Did I call on the toilet phone? Stacy. What? I got two watches. I got two, I got three socks. Why? Steezy, I got seven bowls of cornflakes. Jesus Christ. This is like bad Sesame Street. What do you want? What do you want? I'm calling here. I'm going to call you for my next phone. Here we go. No, don't. Don't. I'm going to go pick up one of these floor phones. Oh, fuck. Steezy, I fell. Did you fall? Yeah, it's okay. Oh. I fall a lot, Stevie. I gotta be. If we're being honest here, there's a lot of falling that goes on around here. Just a lot. That's why I got so many phones on the floor. I just fall, and then I gotta get a new phone. Because if it falls on the floor, it's in the lava. The f- oh. yeah, I don't know why I even bother asking just why you're calling me. So the thing is, I fall out because I got balance on the chairs and the table. Tell you, I gotta make a big leap sometimes. I'm gonna change my phone number. I gotta remember to change my phone number. I got three pairs of pants on. That's actually a positive change. It's, I mean, they're not on my waist, if you know what uh, I mean. I'm gonna go. I'm hanging up now. Goodbye, Rudy. Stevesy? Stevesy, I don't think you really hung up. I think I you're didn't, still here. I didn't hang up, no. Yeah. But I am now. I am. I am now. I am now. Unless you tell me what you want to. Stick. I just. You know what I got? Do you know what I got? No. What do you have, Rudy? I got five shoes. Do you have a reason for calling me? Just wanted you to know something, Stevesy. Okay, now I am hanging up. You see, I'm going to hang up. I just need you to know something. What? I got 12 bowling balls. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye, Ruth. What? Huh? What? Stacy. Huh? Steve. Stacy.
Steezy! Steezy! Are you there? I know they are you. I can't hear you breathing, Steezy! Steezy! You know what I got? I got seven lords leaping! Drummer's drumming! I don't know why I didn't hang up the phone. Five golden rings! I got those too! Steezy! Oh, Christmas is saved. I just want to point out, Dan, that when we started in 2016, we interviewed journalists every week, and now it's this. This is where we're at, Dan. This is where we're at. 2023 will be different. He's still going. He's going to pass out. He's definitely going to pass out. His face is so red. I don't, I can't look at him anymore, to be honest with you. <sighs> I'm all wet. My beard is very wet. Gross. I'm wet. Oh, I think I got to dry the whole thing. Yeah. Uh. All right, I'm ready. Welcome. <laughs> Funny every time. This says you. The podcast that's just me surprising Dan Sinker. I'm Maureen Johnson. And it's also a coping strategy. I'm Dan Sinker. How do you feel now? A little lightheaded, if yeah, we're being honest here. Yeah, I bet. That was a I, long fart. Like I was saying, Dan. I remember, couldn't hear you. Yeah, I was saying that, remember in 2016, we used to talk to journalists every week yep. about yeah, now statistics. It's just and, yeah. Now it's morning radio. It's okay. I mean, morning drive it, time on the yeah, zoo. Yeah, you, uh, you know, uh, um, we should start a morning zoo. Is what we should do. All right. There's got to be some struggling, low on the FM dial station that would take a morning zoo for me and you. And now, Hotel California. <laughs> <laughs> Not for nothing. There is a nail place I would go to when I used to get my nails done before the pandemic, which was all the time. And I swear to you, the only song that was ever playing when I was in there was Hotel California. Every goddamn time, it was just Hotel California. I was once um, flown out to interview oh, for a thing. Fa- oh, I'm sorry. At, um, at a fancy university. <gasps> and then they put me up in a hotel called the Hotel California. Mm. And I was like, this optically, this doesn't feel right. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Did you and it check was a out? Weird, it was a very strange hotel. Did it lean in to the... No, it seemed like they didn't know that there was maybe other meanings for the Hotel California, but also it was just barely a hotel. Well, you check out anytime you like, Dan, but you yeah. can never leave. Yeah, exactly. Ugh. Anyway, Maureen Johnson, I'm very <clears throat> throaty now. Yeah. Rudy it wrecks my throat. It's not good for you. No, it's not. Dan, right before we started recording, I was confessing to you my various failures. 
Yeah. Just the fact that this morning I was thinking, I was just trying to get this one big thing done. And I thought, I, I can't, like, I need two things yeah. to, to, to leave this. As much as I want to do all these things, I need two things not to, to ha- I, I can't, I can't get all this stuff done. That's okay. And partially because some stuff requires long thinking and my thinking keep keeps getting broken by having to do other things. Yeah. It's like, um, I don't know. I, I just was like, you just need to, sometimes you just need to say, I can, I, I, I need to, to figure out how to get these done things done. Yeah. But I, 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 uh, I think it's okay. Is like, it? I, you are 20 days as we've established. From the release of a major book that you have written. And the reality is, is that you need to be tossing as many things over the side of the boat that are not necessary in keeping the boat afloat as possible. And the boat in this metaphor is you. Boat's full of people, Dan. It's okay. Throw the people off. If no, you I'm not to. throwing anybody keep off it, this boat. Keep it floating. No. How are you? Let's not talk about me. Let's talk about how you are. I'm great, Maureen. Oh. I'm great, because look at me. You got coveralls. Yeah. Yeah. We established this in the Town Watch on on Saturday, but for those of you that have not been listening to the Town Watch, first of all, you should subscribe at patreon.com slash says who, but mostly you missed the fact that I have entered my coveralls era. Yeah, Dan just wears coveralls now. That's a new thing. That's what I do. I love it. So I every feel day, like the best version of me, Maureen. Just every day. Every day when I get dressed, I feel like I am the best version of me now. Yeah, I only you... have one pair, so oh. there's that. You're gonna need to get some more. Probably. I'm gonna need to get some more, probably. But currently, I've already washed them, so you know, I'm not like I'm wearing dirty things. Plus, yeah, I got underwear on. I got a shirt on. It's all good. If it's cold, I could wear pants. I just feel amazing in the Maureen. Well, that's great. I really do. I look at myself and I go, you look good. I don't that's usually great. do that. That's I love great. It. I love it. That's great. I know. I feel amazing. Every other part of my life might be stressful, but at least I've got coveralls on. I just got an email just as we were talking. They ding in the corner. That's like, oh, Maureen, boy. this is due. This is I'm nervous. You need to close these sorts of things before we begin. Yeah, I'm going to hold on. I'm just going to close. Because they're just, it's going ding, ding, ding. Yeah, you got to close that shit. You got to close that shit. I feel like my eyeballs are spinning in different directions from the side. I mean, again, you have have a book coming out. You have international travel. You have tours. You have your own family that you need to see and who are also having their own issues. You have a lot converging all at the exact same time. Well, I don't feel I don't I can't complain. I'm not I mean, complaining. You can totally complain. It's okay. I'm not I'm not actually complaining. I just want to do my job correctly. I know, but also it's fine to complain. No. You have a lot going on. No, I don't. It's very don't have, hard. No. Uh, some of these things are externalities that you don't have full control over. Like it's okay to be like this is hard and a lot right now. Nope. All right. I mean, you don't win an award for suffering. I'm not suffering. Okay. <laughs> and I am very excited to be going to England. 
Yeah. I don't think Oscar knows yet that um, well, well, that when uh, when we go, I'm going to actually have printed itineraries for each day because. Wow. Because there's too much going on, Dan, and the only way that I can make sure all the boxes are ticked. Yeah. Is if I make a little checklist for each day that's like, all right, did I make sure all the gifts got there? All the travel was done because everything, uh, because industrial action is important. Uh, there's going to be a bunch of rail strikes when we're in the UK. Oh, cool. So, um, you know, we were working, we were probably going to take the train from place to place, but um, there's going to be rail strikes. So we'll get cars when we can. <laughs> we'll get around. We'll, we'll, we'll get around. We'll do the it's things. Be great. We, I would love to be going to England for the holidays. Oh, it's interesting. Amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's, I've never been there on Christmas. Well, I've be been there around then. Christmas, but I've never been there on Christmas. But well, then I have fun. to do a second Christmas. Yeah. Uh, what we're going to be doing is taking a plane out of England at 8.30 at night on the day that my book comes out, English time, landing yeah. 11.30 p.m. U.S. time. Yeah. And then I think what happens is that we get directly in a car and drive to Philadelphia from JFK. In our brains, it will be like five or six in the morning. Sure. And I'm like, well, we'll be asleep on that car ride. But uh, we're just going to, yeah, get in the car. And then um, we will wake up on the 28th, whatever time we wake up, we start Christmas all over again. Wow. Like it's the 24th of December. So we're doing right. Christmas Eve on the 20th, any 8th, okay. and Christmas on the 29th. All right. Well, that's nice. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I think that sounds fun. Yep, and then the tour begins at on the fourth uh, of January. I love it. It's not a lot of time. No, you have a lot going on, as 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 stated. I'm not nervous about all the travel during COVID, and that is making me nervous. Yeah, I like, mean I'm numbers just like, are definitely going up again. Oh but. yeah, it's all over the place, and yeah. um, I'm just I guess part of me is just like mask and hope. Yeah. That's all you can do. Remember when I had CBD last week down that didn't have any I effect? Mm, not sure about that. Didn't. Listen, what? speaking of England. What about it? Here's another thing about my coveralls era. I have decided that I need to get into football. Okay. Don't know why that's connected to coveralls, but this all seems interconnected. Okay. I mean, sure. So I am I am currently auditioning British football leagues oh. to be my league. Wow. I know. I've been talking to various Brits that I know, recommending clubs. Apparently, my brother-in-law got tickets for a football match on the 26th of December. Well, that's fun. I'm like, I, I, I think I've been invited to go. I don't have to go, I've been told. Okay. So that's nice. Well, that's nice. But, you know, England. I'm going to do all English stuff. Dan, I'm nervous. Hmm. Well, that's, I mean, again, as established, you have a lot going on. I just feel like I'm faintly vibrating all the time. Yeah. You, you have a lot going on. No, I don't. As, Other people have you, a lot oh, going on. The thing where you then have to say, no, I don't. You literally have a fucking novel coming out in 20 days. I don't That's care. That's a lot. 
You have a novel. You shut up. I don't have a novel coming out in 20 days. I just have regular Christmas coming up in 20 days and I'm stressed out. So you have a lot going on. Not to mention, as you mentioned uh, before we recorded, your publishing house is on strike. Yes. So they are uh, down a lot of people and otherwise occupied. Um you know, there, there are a number of things that are hard and stressful right now, and it's okay to be stressed out. Things are, you know, in some ways a little complicated right now. Yeah. There's some there various, go. but you know what, Dan, you know what? I'm really happy. I'm just like jittery. Sure. That's I got, fine. I got the life jitters. You got the life jitters. But I do have a $160 Christmas tree, so I got that going for me. Uh, our Christmas tree, Christmas tree prices have definitely gone up a lot. Our Christmas tree, which is much bigger than yours, but it ran about the same price. Yeah, they are a lot this year. Turns out you are buying a tree. Yeah. But it's going to be a, a tree. It's going to be a great holiday. Says Huvia is all here. Yeah, it's always. Says Huvia is the most beautiful of the holidays. Dan, hmm. there is news happening today. There is. We actually have to do the thing with the news. Uh, we do. We've we been do. trying to avoid it for weeks, but... I know. Well, thankfully, and we'll get to it, there's a, a confluence of all the things that we've basically talked about instead of the news has happened. Mm. It, 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 that all came together. Turns out it, there was some method to that madness. But for, before we get to that, as we speak, the runoff election in Georgia for the... Final Senate seat uh, to be decided is happening right now. People are lined up to vote. If Democrat Raphael Warnock wins, which is at least what is generally expected to happen, he will have won that seat, Maureen, wow. four times in less than two years. If he loses, he will have lost it only once in four races. This seems nuts and that's because georgia requires a runoff if you don't get 50 percent plus one of the vote during the normal election that is what happened uh two years ago Does, just to be clear 50 percent plus one vote and not 51 percent correct any any 50 percent cutoff is 50 percent plus one sorry i that's something i should know but it I'm, is when, always weird whenever they say that i'm always like does that mean 51% was literally one vote? No, it's literally one vote. Um, he has won every election. Last year's original, last year's, obviously last year's runoff, or two years ago's runoff, uh, the general election this November, he has won every one of them. Uh, he has just not crossed that 50% threshold. It is a dumb system, Maureen. Doesn't exist elsewhere was built largely to enforce racism. The uh, Georgia passed it just days before the Civil Rights Act was passed in 1964. It was created very specifically to dilute the power of newly enfranchised black voters. It still does the very same thing. So you now have a, you know, the, a, a senator whose day job is to be the minister at Martin Luther King's former church having to win again and again and again and again to somehow, you know, overcome racist laws that were passed because of Martin Luther King. So that's a little bit of history echoing itself. And his opponent is a giant 
wild nightmare. Yeah. Just imagine having to run against a weirdo like that. Herschel Walker seems his, the main press that seems to have broken past any Georgia local press is a, uh, a a digression during a speech where he just began talking about werewolves versus vampires. He's <laughs> <laughs> such a weirdo. Yes, he is. Uh, Warnock has been polling about two points ahead, but this is such a fast turnaround. So one of the things that they changed from last time, because if you remember in 2020, because this just all fucking happened, you had the the uh, original election was obviously the beginning of November, and then the runoff was in early January. And in fact, the results of that runoff were announced on January 6th in the morning. And everyone was like, yay, we won the Senate. And then by the afternoon, it was like, oh, Jesus fucking Christ, there's a coup happening. Oh, yeah, that's um, right. It was like about two hours before, three hours yeah, before. Yeah. Um, they moved the runoff up into uh, the, up by a month. So there's very little time to run uh, and there's very little time for polling. So, but what polling has happened, Warnock has been ahead by two points. Um, it should not be anywhere near as close as it is for the obvious vampires versus werewolves reasons. But, uh, but it is, it might even be by the time you hear this, it's been decided but it also could take many days to finally know if it is super close. Perhaps tonight we will see a bit of the madness of Steve Karnacki. Could be, could be. The good news is, uh, as opposed to last year, last time, I keep saying last year because 2021 feels like it was not long ago or 2020 feels like it was not that long ago. Um, but uh, I mean 2021. Uh, the deciding of the runoff decided the balance of power in the Senate. This, it was 49, or it was 49 Democrats, 50 Republicans until, uh, until Warnock won on the morning of January 6th. And then it became 50, 50. Well, the good news is this time it's already 50, 50. If, um, or it's 50, 49 right now. And if, uh, if Warnock wins again, then Democrats get 51 seats, which is nice because that will speed up various committees and things like that that are currently split 50-50 because of rules. Um, so there's that. And but the it House, is not a must, must, must win. It and the House would be very numbers right now, what's the House number? That's a great question, Maureen, and one that I don't have the answer to. So let's look that up together. Let's see. Oh, boy. that oh, I don't know what I just typed in. There we are. All right. Let's see. House is currently 221 Republican, 213 Democrats. They're still uncalled races. Uh, 221, 213. It appears that there's only a handful. Of uncalled races. Well, like seven? No. Um, no. This is a very confusing website that I'm currently looking at. I don't know. But the point is, 218 is what you needed for control. 
So the Republicans have a very, very small majority in the House. Just a few seats, no matter how many finish up, they will be three seats or so up. (sighs) So that's the fun election news, Maureen. But really, in the news that is most near and dear to says Uvia's hearts. That's right. Rudy Giuliani. There we go. Is in Washington, D.C. this week where he is currently the subject of a hearing by the D.C. Bar Association to consider whether his involvement in attempting to overthrow the 2020 election results should lead to his disbarment. He has already been disbarred in New York. Uh, the This hearing is lasting all week. Uh, the D.C. Disciplinary Council Hamilton Fox said Giuliani's legal challenges against election results were, quote, frivolous and that the former president's attorney, quote, weaponized his law license in pursuing them. Giuliani's attorney basically responded by saying that it was a, quote, chaotic time after the election and that the timeline was super compressed and so that they really couldn't vet every lead that they were pursuing, which is, Maureen, not really how anything works. No. But I guess that's just how it goes. Uh, the hearings is expected to last most of the week have multiple hearings witnesses called Rudy was the main person on the stand yesterday. And when it all ended, this was live streamed. (laughs) A voice off screen announces I'm at a good place to stop Mr. Chair to the person running the proceedings. At which point Rudy, who is full frame Maureen lifts his arm to check the time immediately revealing that there are two watches on his wrist. And then he says out loud, Seemingly just to anyone, mostly to him, he says, do you know I have two watches on? (laughs) At which point he seems to immediately realize that the camera is still on. He gets this very surprised look on his face, reaches up to cover his mouth. Then almost immediately says, thank you, stands up and walks out of frame. Now, Dan, I took something different from that footage. Okay. When he looks and sees he sees it. you know i have two watches on someone i believe the person next to him is like shut up because i think <laughs> the person next to him is like cameras like the mic is on yeah and he goes oh yeah yeah can we talk for a minute dan sure i would love to about now there was a time in i think it was the early 80s mid 80s where it was um, a thing to wear a bunch of watches. Sure. It was a swatches. It was a brand called Swatch. And the thing was like, you were supposed to wear like, I guess really the more, the better, the more, just fill your watch with your arm with swatches. Yeah. Like the more very brightly colored kind of pop art style watches. Yeah. It was. And then you just were, you know, the more you had on the cooler you were, if you could just have watches all the way up, you know, stiffening your elbow, just one big long mummy arm of watches. I had one swatch my freshman year of high school and it was stolen out of my gym locker. Oh no. And then the very next day, a kid was walking around with my swatch on. (laughs) And I was like, damn it. But I wasn't going to confront him because he was a very tough kid. Wow. I would have got beat and that swatch was not worth getting beat over. I I had one. I definitely had one. But 
that was the only period of time I know of where you're just people wore a bunch of watches. Yeah, um, I don't. I mean, obviously, the fashion was probably driven by Swatch because it sold more swatches. Yes, correct. Yes, it was. It was. It was sort of only Swatch related. Yeah, Swatch uh, did the thing that I am most obsessed about, which is in a in sort of a bid for relevancy after that era passed. Uh, they came up with a digital watch that was going to revolutionize how we tell time. Mm. This was at the very, very advent of kind of the commercial internet. So this was in like the early 90s. They introduced a digital watch that told the time in what they called internet beat time. Oh, that's right. And they wanted to get rid of time zones, get everyone on the same time because the internet never stops. Yeah, I don't the know what that was. time was called at beats yeah, no one knew what that was. And uh, what do you know? It was centered on uh, Lucerne, Sweden, or, or Lucerne, Switzerland, okay. where Swatch was located. So that was sort of the Greenwich Mean Time of At Beats Time mm -hmm. was the Swatch headquarters. It did not catch on. Though there have been many, many times, especially in this uh, era of like video conferencing and things like that, where people have time zone fails that they lament the fact that it would be so much easier if we were all in the same time. And you know, there's some executive, former executive at Swatch just swearing to themselves. And I figured this out. But Dan, I think the reason that Rudy is wearing multiple watches isn't that he is tracking at beats. He's, um, how the fuck do you put two watches on, Dan? That's what I don't get. Like you, like when he pulls his wrist back, they are right next yep. to each other. <laughs> so you had to put one mm -hmm. on and then immediately put the next one on, or maybe not immediately, <laughs> you know, later on, you're like, oh, I need to put on my watch. You would think at the point that you were to pull your sleeve up to put on that second watch, you would realize, oh, ha, silly me. I already have a watch on. It's like me when I spend a lot of time looking for my glasses and, oh, what do you know? They're already on my face or I pick up because I wear two different pairs of glasses and sometimes I will try to put one pair over the other pair. I get it, but I've never walked out of the house with two pairs of glasses on at the same time. How do you think his lawyer felt when he's he's like, and we're finished? Okay, I got you're 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 there. You're like, I got this fucker through this. Thank yeah. God. Oh, we're stopping. Great, and you're and you're just thinking like, okay, great, we did it. And then you look down, and the motherfucker is lifting <laughs> his arm, going, "Oh, look at that! I got two watches on your Jesus." Just the disappointment. The, just the you and you look over and you see the camera and the mic is live and you, yeah. you've done it and in one second he undoes <laughs> oh look at that I got two watches on and I you're done I also don't understand okay so somehow you put on two watches mm -hmm. and you don't realize it you would think that there are multiple moments in his day Mm -hmm. that he was checking the time and would recognize that he had two watches on and maybe remove one at that moment. Mm -hmm. But he lived his whole life that day mm -hmm. until the, the later part of the afternoon mm -hmm. and didn't realize he had two watches on until after he finished testifying in his defense against possibly being disbarred in Washington, D.C. He figured out how to get in the car on time. Right. How to get dressed on time. Yeah. When, when to start testifying. Mm-hmm. He had to get to an office. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had to do a lot of things. 
In all seriousness, how many phones did he have on him? Probably 40. How many phones does that guy have? I mean, they took 16 when they <laughs> raided him. So. Whenever I wear my Four Seasons Total Landscaping shirt yeah. in Philly, and I bring it every time I go. Sure. Every single time that Trump loving relative sees it, every time he goes, what is that? <laughs> and every time I tell the story again. It's a beautiful say, story. And he's like, huh? I'm like, do you not remember this happening? <laughs> no, they didn't cover it on the, the channels that Trump loving relative watches. They no. didn't. So um, I have to explain all over and over and over again that Giul Rudy Giuliani Gave a press conference at a landscaping company under I-95 <laughs> in a parking lot next to a crematorium. At the exact same moment that the election was being called. Yeah. It's truly a wonderful thing. But Maureen Johnson. What? If anything has defined the last few weeks of Says Who, it is Elon Musk's destruction of Twitter and Donald Trump's re-election announcement. And this week, Maureen, those two things came together. Exciting. It was a big week. It wasn't, it wasn't that exciting, but it was a big week. Musk, who a few weeks ago reinstated Trump's Twitter account, and after a few days of sometimes explicit and always very thirsty tweets trying to coax him back to the platform, seems to have decided to change approaches when he announced last week that he'd be releasing what he called the Twitter files which was information, internal information about the decision to block the sharing of a New York Post story ahead of the 2020 election. That story, of course, was about Hunter Biden's laptop. It's the thing on all of our minds. Yeah. Specifically, it was about files taken off of Hunter Biden's laptop. Probably before we get into this, Maureen, we should mention the congressional Republicans who are going to hold the House have already announced that when they take over, they will be launching investigations into Hunter Biden. So if you thought that maybe we were going to get through without having to know more about Hunter Biden, Joe Biden's son, who is not an elected official or involved in government in any way, uh, that's not going to happen. We have that to look forward to come January. But anyway, Elon Musk promised to unveil the files at 5 p.m. Eastern on Friday. That time came and went. About 20 minutes into 5 p.m. Eastern, he announced that they were double-checking some facts and that they needed about 40 more minutes, which also came and went. This is like me doing something. I just don't understand why, if because he kind of sprung it on everyone anyway, that it exists. Why yeah. not just wait till it's ready? Yeah, you you own the platform. Yeah. You're, you're making something that no one either once or expects. Yeah. You, you make a big announcement about you're going to drop when you're going to drop it mm -hmm. on your own platform for the thing sure. that no one wants and expects and you fuck it up. Yeah. Twice. Twice. It, 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 I'm still completely like the timeline was his own. Yeah. Right. You could, like you all could have this, done anything. If it was like, Oh, we still need to fact check some shit. That's fine. Just keep fact checking till it's done. 
announce that it's coming out the next day and then fucking release it. But no. So he kind of stomps on his own dick a couple of times. But finally, a couple of hours after his originating time of when it was going to launch, weirdo, former Rolling Stone reporter Matt, Matt Taibbi announced from his Twitter account, which had not been explained by Elon Musk that this was going to be coming from some third party reporter. The dude is a weird dude. He is sort of like a weirdo substack far right ish guy at this point. He's still thought of as sort of a gonzo Hunter S. Thompson journalist, but he is he is well into the sort of, you know, just the dumbass shit. Blah. Anyway, he announces the start of the Twitter files. Elon Musk retweets him, and then Maureen, over the next two hours, in a never-ending Twitter thread, he basically just fed the right-wing fever swamp exactly what they wanted. He released internal communications among Twitter's trust and safety staff as they labored to figure out the right approach to this New York Post story. Right, So the, the, the problem internally uh, was that this story is, was based on hacked information. And Twitter has a, has a terms of service that you cannot share hacked information. So that was sort of the, the linchpin of it. But then there's sort of the additional thing of like, this isn't a direct release of hacked information. It's coming out of a you know, somewhat reputable news organization. Um, you know, so what do you do? So there's a lot of internal debate about what to do. There's also released uh, communications from the Biden campaign who are like, can you look into this? Like, this seems weird. You know, shit, shit's being released, not just from the New York Post, but related to the same documents and includes like sex tape shit and stuff like that. So it's like there's all kinds of legitimate violations of policy. And then this kind of larger meta discussion happening internally about like if a news organization is writing and and based on hacked stuff, what does this mean for our policy? So they're sort of debating this as they go. Um, over this course of this shitty Twitter thread, documents are released that reveal email addresses for Jack Dorsey, email addresses for Representative Ro Khanna. Uh, they reveal the names of multiple Twitter employees involved in the decision process. Of course, those people are almost immediately doxxed by the hard, you know, by the far right. Uh, and they didn't really prove much of anything other than the fact that there were members of the Biden campaign who were pissed about this story going out and they wanted Twitter to do something about it. But it is far from the uh, claims that this is evidence of governmental collusion with big you know, tech and all of that, largely because the Biden campaign was not a part of the government. Also, so what what was on his laptop? What? What? Uh, it like, because I didn't care. Yeah, and I was busy. <laughs> right. Uh, it seems that most of what was released from the laptop, or at least the purported laptop, is uh, that has gotten you know picked up is you know sex tape and shit. So like, he made a sex tape. There's video of Hunter Biden fucking someone. Okay. Yeah. The more than anyone wants to know, I don't want to know that, Maureen. No. You don't want to know that. Nobody wants to know that. No. 
But that's one of the things that has been passed around a lot among far right and that there was a lot of kind of whack-a-mole around those imagery in, of that imagery happening at Twitter on the day that this whole story came out. But anyway, Maureen, this was enough to set Donald Trump off, which I would gut was probably most of the reason that Elon Musk did this to begin with. Right. Like the dude wants Trump back and he's like, well, I'll do some dirty work for you, sir. Anyway, Trump takes to Truth Social where he truths because that's what they call it. No. Quote, so with the revelation of, and this is all caps, massive and widespread fraud and deception in working closely with big tech companies, the DNC and the Democrat Party, do you throw the presidential election results of 2020 out? and declare the all caps rightful winner or do you have a all caps new election a massive fraud of this type and magnitude allows for the termination of all rules regulations and articles even those found in the constitution our great quote founders did not want and would not condone false and fraudulent elections what okay okay all right sure what so that is, I mean, former president of the United States, saying, current presidential candidate saying, let's get rid of the. Let's terminate all rules, regulations and articles found in the Constitution. Yep. Constitution is all articles. Yep. So there's that. Mm -hmm. It's also the only, basically the only thing we have. Yes. Yes. He's he's basically calling for the termination of the Constitution itself because of what he says is a massive and widespread fraud and deception in a collusion between the big tech companies, the DNC and the Democrat Party. Now, Maureen Johnson, mm -hmm. this New York Post story that all of this is around was released sometime in October of 2020. That what he's essentially saying is that somehow this is why he lost the election now. Not the rigged stuff, not anything. It's that this is so clearly egregious, so clearly cost him the election that you need but to these throw it all out. They have nothing to do with each other. Correct. This is about hacked a hacked sex tape. Right. Yeah, I mean, keep in mind, they've been trying to stick Hunter Biden with Joe Biden for months at this point, and it was just not clicking. You know, like salacious material off of his hard drive was not going to finally do it. Keep in mind that Rudy was shopping this shit. I believe Rudy is the one that supplied it to the New York Post. Right. The, the Rudy that is currently in the process of having his law license potentially revoked in the Washington, D.C. And all of his watches and his phones. Yeah. Anyway, there was a second night of the Twitter files, I guess. I have no idea what that was about because it was in it involved a Twitter space, which I never listened to. That's the weird audio thing that's at the very top. And it was hosted by far right journalist Andy No. Oh, boy. Who clearly has Elon Musk's ear right now. Which isn't great. That dude is like in bed with fascists. Yeah, during a week that a bunch of Proud Boys basically shot out the power of a whole county in order to shut down a drag show. Yeah, 
At least allegedly, yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. Anyway, Maureen, this whole thing, it is one thing to sit and watch a billionaire shoot himself in the foot over and over and kind of witness him destroy Twitter from the inside. And it is an entire another thing to me to see him turn the platform into basically a Fox News fever dream. And I don't know how I feel about participating in it. Or more accurately, I think I do know how I feel about participating in it. And I feel bad. Well, when you put it that way, Dan. Yeah. Yeah. Dan, 2023 is going to be easy and great. Is it? It's going to be easy. Is it? Yes. Okay. I'm sure of it. Are you? Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, that seems fine. It goes against um, every year. But, you know. I, I hear what you're saying, but it'll yeah. be fine. Will it? Mm. Okay. <laughs> Probably. I mean, that feels less certain than you were originally projecting. <sighs> You know, as you were telling me all these things, it, it made me feel tired. Uh-huh. Yeah. That sounds right. And weird. Yeah. True. It's okay, though, because you can just chill. I'm just sleepy. Yeah, I'm all taking a nap. I'm both very awake and very sleepy now. Yeah. I've had a thing the last about week where I wake up at about two in the morning and I'm like, oh, well, that was a good night's sleep. And then I look at my watch and I'm like, oh, fuck, it's two in the morning. That's not you don't get up then. I know. But I like my whole body shifts into the like you're awake now, bud, kind of mode. And then I have to just lay there for about an hour and a half, two hours. And then I finally fall asleep again. What time do you go to bed? Uh, about 11. Uh, you know, Dad, it's December. During mm-hmm. December, January, you're totally allowed to go to bed at like 7.30. I know, but that is never going to happen. We got what, things to do. We I got know. shows to watch. I know, but like, that's the nice things thing. things to make. Yeah, I know. You got overalls on and stuff. Coveralls. Okay. I don't, I don't wear overalls. Last night we watched a Escape to the Country, which is this English show about people that leave the city. And they're like, here's what we could take with your city money and buy in the country. And then they go somewhere in the bucolic countryside and they'll show them like, for this much money, you could have this house, which has like just a stone uh, converted chapel from 1750 that has 12 outbuildings. I you could have that. your You could have your own workshop office for your weird business that you run out of your house for your, your feelings practice. And um, they, they, they're all like, yeah, and I could have this here and there. And I'm like, Let's just run to the country together, you guys. I'm in. Get this I'm home. I'm in. I'm done. Sign me up. Just be quiet. Or loud together. Let's all take a nap. I love it. Sounds good. In our country estate. Yeah. It's not an estate. They're just like a bunch of outbuildings. I love an outbuilding more. You know what I mean? It's all I like want workshops. Very in my life more than an outbuilding. They're just big, blank, empty, cool spaces where you can go in and do whatever. Yeah. I'm going to wear my coveralls. 
Yeah. I'm going to have an outbuilding. Yeah. And I'm going to have a football club that I root for. This oh. is my new era. All right. I'm in. Big workshop. Big. Who doesn't like the thought of just a big, here's a big empty space. Yeah. I here's want just, that. A, just a blank canvas building with nothing inside. It sounds great. Do whatever. Please. Instead, Please and thank you. But we got this. You're in a basement full of spiders. Yeah. A couple of mice and me. And we got Rudy with all of his watches on. He does have a lot of watches. It'll be a nice, yep. cool. It'll be a nice, quiet week. Will it? They always are. <laughs> they always are. That's true. Not a good point. You've raised a good point there. Well, says who? is made possible by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who. That's our Patreon where every Sunday you get a whole nother bonus episode of this very podcast. And again, secret message to you $5 a month backers. Secret. Update that home or mailing address soon. Secret. You might get something cool in the mail. Maybe. Don't know. It's a hamster. $10 people, you're good to go. Because you get something cool in the mail all the time. But you'll also get this. It's a secret. Patreon.com slash says who. Our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. Our logo is designed by Darth. You can contact us. at says who podcast on Twitter. On Mastodon at says who at omfg.town. And you can email at hey, that is H-E-Y, at sayswhopodcast.com. Join the discussion on Facebook at slash group slash sayswhovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard, and there is a fan-run Discord server at tinyurl.com slash Discord. That's a lot of ways to be in touch. Yeah. You, you should be in touch. You should hang out with other people that listen to this thing. There's some of you, but there could be all of you. Anyway, whatever you do, spread the word, subscribe, leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever it is that you listen. You can join us on December 14th. That is December 14th. Holy cow. For our very next episode. Why am I so tired all of a sudden? Because you have a book coming out in no, 20 don't. days. No, 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 no. There's a lot to do between now and then. It was when you were telling me everything that was going on that my body just said, yeah. We could just go back to sleep right now. I mean, that's well, just something we could that's do. That's a natural. That's a that's a protective you can response. Nap. You can nap. You can nap. I'm not a napper. I am a napper. I know you are. It's just not me. I'm great at napping. I'm not good at it. I don't admit that I'm good at a lot of things, but I am good at napping. I'm incredible at it. I can take a six minute nap. You may. Oh, you have a thing napping. It made me yawn. <laughs> And I'll wake up feeling refreshed. Yeah, God damn it. I am good at napping. And I'm good at wearing coveralls. Do you see some? Look, I'll show you something. Okay. Look at this. Maureen's showing me a, it's the back of an envelope uh -huh. and cut out letters on it in sort of a ransom note style. It says, want to open? Yeah. Question mark. That's how you send an author a letter with creepy, like, <laughs> that's. This is the kind, I was like, yeah, that makes me happy. Yeah, well, I do want to open. 
I'll show you something else I got. All right. This is Maureen's show and tell. Everyone's favorite audio <laughs> adventure. Oop. Oh, Knocked boy. over a glass. Uh, a okay. She's showing me a very thick book. 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 Titled Codes and Ciphers and Other... I can't read the, and the other bottom part. Clandestine Communications. It is a chonky book. That it is was a one, chonky book. I found it, you know, like some of those used bookstores around the Strand have lots of yeah. racks of books outside that you can have for a dollar or two. And I was walking past yesterday and I caught my, my I caught this and I was like, That's a good well, I'm taking that home. Yeah. And I just threw $2 at him and picked it. I was like, take it. And then I grabbed the book and I carried it home with me. This It is like a big old, it is, that is a like, College textbook kind of. You should write your whole next book in code. I'm telling you, I'm just going to read about codes and stuff. I published a book uh, many years ago now, and we ran across the bottom of the page <laughs> one word at a time for a few hundred pages, a little short story that was in code. Of you course you did. decipher the code. And there was actually an email address in the code and if you sent any, that email address an email we would send you some pins oh man that's good i know but um i one of my great fears in life is that that book is still out there and that email address is not and i feel bad about that it's actually not fears it's guilt mm. they were good pins look i actually found i have them right here look at these nice pins pull them off and I'm going to show them to you. Show and tell. Let's see. A little two set. Oh, wow. Well, owl and a magnifying glass. There's a book called The Boy Detective Fails by Joe Mino. Dan, what it, if we had an official says who nap time that we all decide to take a nap together? Like wherever we are separately, we're like collectively, we're all just going to like at 3 p.m. on a certain day, we're all going to take a nap. Like today. What if we did that now? <laughs> Well, if we did it today, the only two people that would know, I'm having trouble. There we are. Uh, the only two people that would know about it is me and you. All right. Well, I guess I'm going to have to use my balance board then to stay awake. I no, also found that. that in the you trash. You literally cannot use a balance board between now and when your book comes out because you're going to end up in the hospital. I've used it every day. Oh, damn it. Don't. I found it in the trash. It's really good. It feels like you're just tempting fate. It feels like you're like, I have a lot going on. I'm very stressed out. I'm going to just play a little Russian roulette Excuse with a balance me. board. It's time for me to do a little bit of roller skating. <laughs> <laughs> it's raining today, so that area will be empty. It's time for me to do that thing where I lay my hand out on a table and with a knife I go tick, 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 tick between each finger. I'm not going to lie, Dan, that I have been through deadlines where I was so, like, up against it that I have genuinely considered what bone of mine I could break. It's <laughs> good. What's remarkable at this point, Maureen, is that I have been witness to many of these deadlines now. Yeah. And I'm deadly. So I was like, I could just like break it a little bit. <laughs> What's a little break? I know. I haven't done it. So, you know. All right. Well, that's good. Anyway. From my basement in Chicago, I am Dan Sinker. From wherever the hell I am, I'm Maureen Johnson. Office in New York City. This has been Says Who. Oh God, here comes again. Just why did you? Oh, why did you do this? No, 
going to go balance board. That's bad idea, especially when you're tired. Nothing wakes you up quicker than being confused and off balance. Oh, God. See you later. <laughs>